When Benjamin Britten was a young fellow, he already had the impulse to write music, and he set down some melodies that came to him as a lad. Happily, these early pieces were saved, and later, as a mature composer, we can imagine that he was rummaging around one day and came across his youthful efforts, and he found them fresh and delightful. This is the way Britain decided to breathe new life into these delights in a piece he titled Simple Symphony. With bowed strings here and playful plucked strings here. There's an online tutorial for music students that's named Young Composers, and the series introduces these aspiring music makers to various sections of the orchestra. They might select the Simple Symphony as a good way to explore the many possibilities of writing solely for strings, as Britain had done here. And here's what Young Composers suggests, saying, that what might appear as a limitation, the homogeneity of the string sound, isn't necessarily. The fact is that the strings have the most consistent sound between the entire ranges of the instruments. Accordingly, a melody can effortlessly flow between one group to another with little change in timbre. This is very advantageous to composers in orchestration and has been exploited many times over the history of the orchestra, a melody can also be doubled at the octave or other interval and have similar timbre throughout, leading to a very clean and sometimes rich sound, similar to the organ effect of doubling ranks with similar ranks an octave up. While this homogeneity is a great asset to the strings, there are many subtleties of timbre as a group and as solo instruments. The Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic will present a program of music for strings on Saturday, March 2nd at the Kirby Center for the Creative Arts at Wyoming Seminary in Kingston, just across the river from Wilkes-Barre. And one of the works to be featured is Benjamin Britten's Simple Symphony. Nancy Sanderson, executive director of the Philharmonic, paid a visit to the WVIA studios to tell us more. It's an all-string orchestra, and it's very fitting that it's being performed at the Kirby Center for the Creative Arts on the Wyoming Seminary Upper School campus. It's a very intimate environment, and an all-string orchestra feels pretty intimate as well. So it's possible for people in the audience to really zero in and hear individual players, even though there will be maybe 40-some musicians on stage. The acoustics are so perfect that it becomes a very intimate experience. And the first time our musicians played in that hall, they were just overjoyed because they could finally hear each other. And of course, that makes for the best music making. There are many wonderful works for string orchestra, and you've been able to put together a program with a wide range. Absolutely. 
from Baroque right up to modern day. It's it's great. And we're about to finalize next season's programming. And, you know, we're, we haven't run out of this repertoire yet. There's just so much rich repertoire for string orchestra. So for this particular concert, we're doing the Bach Double Violin Concerto and our illustrious concertmaster, Rutel Mao, will be playing the principal violin part. And then returning to us is Katia Moeller, who played last year as a soloist. And the two of them together will just light the place on fire. And, and it's such a great piece, too. It's one of those pieces that people might say, oh, I don't know it. But once they hear the melodies, oh, of course. Uh, we're doing Telemann Don Quixote, and I have to tell you that I didn't know this particular suite until Melise suggested it. And it is playful, it's fun, and it it brings the humor out in the story. It's it's really great. We're also doing the Benjamin Britten Simple Symphony, which has four different movements, and they are so playful. And Britton is pretty contemporary as a composer, and he really gets this medium. And he brings out so many different possibilities that uh, string players have. So it's just great fun to listen to. And of course, we've got the Elgar Serenade, which is, oh boy, <laughs> it is so beautiful. So the whole concert is, is gonna be really beautiful. And one of the things about it that I think is so special is that it's dedicated to a very dear friend of the orchestra, Umberto Lucarelli. Bird passed away last year, but he was a very fine oboe soloist and played with so many of the major symphony orchestras in America and abroad. He has loads of recordings and just so well known. And yet his start was here in northeastern Pennsylvania. And back when Beatrice Brown had the Scranton Philharmonic and Sandra Myers was such a leading cultural force in the area, Bert came to play with the orchestra and developed a real interest in who we were then and who we might become. And he listen to the dreams that Beatrice Brown and Sandra had for the area. And he said, yes, you can do this. You can merge the two orchestras, Wilkes-Barre Symphony and the Scranton Philharmonic. You can merge these two into the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, make it a professional orchestra by audition only, and the region will be that much stronger culturally for having something of that quality. And he continued to take an interest in us even when he became very famous and we were just a footnote. He still cared about us. And not only did he care about us in tangible ways like making generous donations, but he would come back. He would keep in contact with all of his friends. And it's just been a relationship that he never wanted to lose and, of course, we were extremely proud to know him and to think that he saw something in this area that was valuable. And I say this frequently, but sometimes I think we have a bit of a self-esteem issue here in northeastern Pennsylvania. And Bert would say, nonsense, 
And what I didn't tell you about Bert is that he took teaching as seriously as he took his performances. And he taught at the Hart Conservatory of Music in Connecticut. And so many students went through his guidance. And actually, one of his students is a member of our orchestra. And so she will be playing Gabriel's oboe. It's it's very special. She is honored to do this for Bert, and Bert's partner will be in the audience. And Sandra has sponsored this concert because she wants so much to honor Bert in a fitting way. So it it's a story about friendships, and the piece is just a very touching piece. It's written to be included in a film score, and it's contemporary. But if if you are all about melody, you really must come and hear this piece. the way you describe the venue, that it will be a perfect place for us to experience these people. Uh, that's right. That's right. And of course, it's a school and Bert was a great teacher. There's just so many, you know, wonderful ways that everything, that all the dots are connected. Tell us about where we find the tickets and review the dates and all of that for us. Sure. You can go on our website and uh, tickets are easily ordered on our website or People can call the office at 570-270-4444 and either Sandy or Hannah will pick up the phone and make arrangements for your tickets. And then following this particular concert with a heart, we we really felt a mission to follow the John Williams concert with something equally as exciting and I think we've done that and more with the all George Gershwin concert that's coming up in April. And hopefully you'll have me back so I can tell you in detail about that concert. But uh, I do want to mention that the pianist for Rhapsody in Blue is Ron Stabinski. And I think so many people in northeastern Pennsylvania have watched Ron grow up from a little boy whose feet could not touch the floor when he played all the way through until today. He has such a successful career. He travels all over the world performing, and he is equally comfortable playing classical music and jazz. And so, of course, he is the perfect person for the Rhapsody, and I've heard him play it, and I have to say no one plays Rhapsody like Ron. And isn't this a year when the music world is marking the anniversary of Rhapsody? In it is. It's the 100th year of the premiere performance. I'm very excited about that concert. There's so many people involved, and everyone's excited about it, and the music is, is just so fun. That's all I can say. It's just fun. 
and then just that opening clarinet and then yeah that that bend in the clarinet uh, the better the clarinetist the longer he can you know tease the audience with that long bend up until he reaches the note the trill <laughs> and of course pascal archer our principal clarinetist will definitely enjoy that long bend Nancy Sanderson, executive director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, speaking with us about a program titled Dynamic Duo. A program of music for strings on Saturday, March 2nd at the Kirby Center for the Creative Arts at the Wyoming Seminary Upper School in Kingston, just across the river from Wilkes-Barre. The concert will take place at 7.30 p.m. And for more information, it's N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org. N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org. 